0: And welcome back into the Blue Horseshoe Podcast. Ryan Ake and George Bremer here with you. Make sure you are downloading and subscribing to the Blue Horseshoe Pod wherever you may get your podcast. So, George, the road finale is almost here. Sunday, 1 o'clock, Giants Stadium. Giants going for, uh, with the win, they clinch a playoff spot. So the sixth-trade opponent, Well, really the third-trade opponent, I should say. The Colts are playing the playoff spot on the line for them. Colts are, are, are underdogs by six points, which is... Okay, interesting on the road against a, a playoff caliber team. But let me ask you this question here, and just comes to the game in general. Two games left. Is there anything that could make this season worse than it already is? Like, is there anything, I guess, to lose these next two games? But at least on, on Sunday against the Giants,
1: it's hard to to imagine what it would be. I mean, when you're when you're looking at already having a historic comeback, you know, the, the worst, the biggest. Uh, blown lead in, in NFL history. When when you're looking at a 33 point fourth quarter in Dallas, which was a franchise record for them, uh, there, there aren't a whole lot of things they could do worse. I mean, I guess they could set those records again, you know, have a 40 point quarter and, and maybe a 40 point blown lead. Uh, but I think they, I don't know if they've hit rock bottom, but they're definitely they can see it from here. Uh, it'll be interesting, you know, to see how things finish up that way. I look at it more on the like sort of who can maybe make something of this season matter for them as an individual. Uh, And there's three guys that come to mind right away. First one's Dallas flowers because we've seen him start to kind of make a name for himself as a return man with Isaiah Rogers going on, on injured reserve. He's going to get some more play on, on, on defense. His teammates talk really highly of him. They really think he's got a lot of talent. Undrafted guy played division two football played at four different schools but he was enough of an athlete that he played on both offense and defense, and he also played basketball in college. Uh, So, I mean, you're talking about a guy who's kind of a freak in a lot of ways, and I think it'll be interesting to see, can he go out there and and earn himself a spot in the rotation maybe in that defensive backfield next year? Uh, The other two guys are pending free agents, Paris Campbell and and Bobby O'Karake. There's 31 other teams watching them right now. O'Karake's had a pretty strong finish. He puts together two more, like, 12 tackle games. That's going to help him. You know, he's sitting down, and, and people are looking at the tape at the end of the year and seeing how hard he was still playing, uh, and how hard this defense was still playing. I think that will really be something that, that that could pay off for him here or elsewhere. And Paris Campbell just play these last two games, have a seventeen yeah. game season. You know, I think that'd be huge for him uh, and and help him as he tries to either get a. I think he's a guy who really would like to come back. You know, I think he really enjoys. Uh, he's got a young family. I think he wants to stay here, doesn't want to move them around. Uh, but I think him playing 17 games would would help him a lot in, in that regard. Other than that, I don't know there's a lot on the line. I mean, yeah, you we've seen, you can do some more things to embarrass yourself, but I don't know, you're not on national television anymore. You're, you're not in those stand Thank spot, God. You know, Thank so God. It, it seems hard to imagine it's going to get worse than that, but I don't put it past them, right?
0: That's true, right? Just when you think they can't get any worse, or no way they'll embarrass themselves any more than they already have, they have found a new way, and they made a thirty-three point fourth quarter look like nothing. When you blow a thirty-three, uh, nothing second half lead for sure. What I would add to that, cause I, I think you're all three on all three players. I think you're 100 percent right. You have something to watch for, and some intrigue there. One unit I'm still looking at here is the offensive line. It's tough because you almost kind of forget about their improved play because there's the results. And again, when you have that Dallas game, the Minnesota game, even the lifelessness uh, against the Chargers when you have Nick Foles getting sacked, uh, was it seven times? I thought it was interesting when you have Jeff He, I think he played in the offensive line, I think he said two uh, for two of the sacks. So, again, still not great, especially with, with no Joey Bosa on the other side for, uh, for the Chargers, but it is a marginal improvement. But at least you are starting to see some more consistent play a little bit. And I do think even with this loss season, you can take momentum from one year to the next. you got to finish strong. And again, not that you're going to finish strong in the win column. But finish strong in terms of individual play and unit play. And that's one where I think the Colts, definitely more than you know, anyone uh, anyone else or really any other unit on this team, they need this offensive line to at least finish strong. Bernard Ryman continues to kind of be you know, one of the, the best rated players, overall players on this team the last month. So you're starting to see him really kind of grow and get comfortable. Not that there's a, a big test. I mean, Kayvon Thibodeau had a, a great game, a few games against the Commanders. And we saw Jerry Houston, he did in week number one. So maybe I should actually take that back and say there's still two good tests uh, left for him to go here in the final two games. But like, if you can at least finish strong there, at least helps you give some momentum and maybe some thought of, you know what, this is a rough start, but this is a unit that we can still could, you know fix it. There still needs, needs improvements, without a doubt. But at least if you can start to see some semblance of, all right, Quinn Nelson starting to get back, you know, brain, uh, actually Bernard Ryan is showing you that he's a guy that maybe can, you know, fill the left tackle void, brain to the right side. Like I think the offensive line picture could be a lot less bleak. If you could just finish all these next two games compared to well let's say after the Tennessee game or after the new England game, uh, a few months ago.
1: No, absolutely. And if you're, I think we're all in agreement, that you're going to bring in a young quarterback here next year and, and try to, you know, let them, make their way and make their mistakes and, you know, learn on the job, that offensive line element of that is critical. I mean, it, the better protected they are, the better the run game can be to support them. And then the the philosophy on offense. I think those, you know, when we talk about what led to this offense being so wretched uh, because I don't think anybody saw being this bad, even people who were as pessimistic, you know, as they could be coming in this season, I don't think thought they were going to have the arguably the worst offense in, in the NFL, um turnovers have been a huge part of that we, we mentioned that earlier the offensive line the inconsistency up there has been a huge part of it but i think the overall philosophy too i think there's there's something to the idea uh that the league is kind of caught up to to the scheme that frank reich was running and that they've got to try some new things you know and, and i think that's to me that's one of the most important elements with this this next head coach obviously what they want to do at quarterback is a big idea but what is their you know are they got are they a little bit more plugged into to the modern NFL game? Do they want to use a little more motion in the backfield? You know, they want to get the quarterback a little bit more on the run, uh, find some more creative ways to, to open things up on that side of the ball. That's huge. And I think obviously no matter what scheme you're going to run, the offensive line helps all of it. You know, the better the offensive line is the better all of those things will, will work. So um, I definitely think continued improvement on the offensive line is huge because no matter what they're going to do next year, it starts there. It starts up front with them. You know, any improvement on offense next year has to begin with with a more solid offensive line.
0: Now, the atmosphere at Giants Stadium or MetLife Stadium should be pretty pretty hyped because, again, the Giants have a chance to clinch the playoffs in, in Brian Dable's first year. I know it's New Year's Day at 1 o'clock, so you, know, you get fans that are hungover, maybe a little groggy from a late night out the night before. I think it should be a pretty good atmosphere. With that said, what do you think, what kind of Colts, team do you think we get George on Sunday from an effort perspective? Because we are coming off a game on Monday against the Chargers where I think it's the first time you mentioned it. I think your are right. They seem like they quit. Is there any sort of belief that the energy will be back here and there'll be a, a strong finish and their goals, you know, they'll try to play spoiler uh, at least on Sunday.
1: It's hard to imagine why, you know, I think defense is mentally fatigued, honestly. I mean, they, they, they just had to deal with so much throughout the year. Uh, they've been on the field probably more than any other defense in the NFL this year, and I think they're physically and mentally fatigued. Uh, and offensively, I think there's just some. At some point, you bang your head on the wall so many times, you run out of answers too. You know, I mean, they've they've gone through three different quarterbacks. They've gone through I don't know how many different combinations on the offensive line. They've gone through three different play callers or two different play callers, I guess. Three different offensive coordinators, two different head coaches you know what what can the confidence level really be realistically on that on that offense right now they're human too they they see the same results all the rest of us see and i'm not saying they're going in there thinking they can't do anything but i, I am saying if if you get off to another slow start in the first quarter it's only natural those thoughts are going to start creeping in one element i think that's going to be interesting i know it's not going to be horrible from a forecast standpoint up there this is probably going to be the coldest game they played this year. I mean, when you look at how many indoor games they played, and, and the very few outdoor games they had were really early in the season. So, um, does that affect anything? You know, is there is there any rain in the forecast? Is there any kind of element uh, involved? They really having to deal with any of that this year. Um, does that affect the game on Sunday? It'll be interesting to see.
0: Well, at least
1: right when my weather
0: apps tell me fifty three degrees. And mostly sunny skies on Sunday. So
1: they make it lucky again.
0: That's gonna rival, you know, one of the uh yeah, that's listen, that's that's good living. If one of the worst weather days you're gonna have is fifty-three and sunny, you know, look at the Bills at Buffalo, look at some of the teams that you know look at last week when everyone's freezing their butts off in the deep freeze that affected almost everywhere except obviously the Colts playing in the dome. Like it is they have lucked out weatherwise. It's a shame that actually this offense has still been this bad, even with you know, ideal conditions for most of the season. Just another, another reason, George, not that they needed another reason to just be discussed with this offense, but there you go. Another one to add on top of the cherry on top. Good weather still doesn't matter. I'm with you by the way, when it comes to like the effort and the intensity, just because you're right. It wasn't there on Monday night. I don't think now going and facing a team that again Kikuchuk Plasbot is gonna really juice this team up because it it was right there against the Chargers, it was right there against the Vikings at both times they let those games slip away, and especially in the second half against Minnesota and the entire game against LA, feel like they just like this didn't care. And also too, like to your point where of the offense, like all right, Nick Foles back starting. Well, is there really a reason to play hard if you're on the defense or offense you knowing Nick Foles back there when you saw the way he played in his first game and now it's like, oh, all right, can't wait to go. Fight hard for Nick Foles, who most likely the players aren't dumb. Probably not going to see him again next year. He's probably going to be a one and done somewhere else. So it's like – it's I, I get it. You get paid to be professionals. I'm not excusing it. I just don't think what we saw on Monday night, you're going to see a whole lot of different sorts of effort from the Colts on Sunday.
1: I think the only way it changes is if you get some big plays early. You know, Something like what happened in Minnesota. You, you get a big play on special teams or, or you get a big play on defense and then the offense cashes in. Then you might see some enthusiasm grow just because you've got some positive momentum, but um, you know, obviously even that wasn't enough to get them over the top up there. So uh, it's, it's really hard to any other scenario. It's really hard to see why they would be all of a sudden fired up. And a couple of guys have mentioned playing in New York on new year's day and that being kind of a special stage. Uh, I guess you can make that case, but I, I don't think it's enough to to suddenly turn around a four, 10 and one season.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. That's, if that's the motivation you need and you're not going to be motivated by Monday night at home against a team that's fighting for a playoff spot, then I don't know if if being in the heart of uh, or just outside of New York City on the day after New Year's is going to get you fired up, that's for sure, to play uh, a spirited game at 4-10-1. All right, George, let me ask you this. So the Colts are our six-point underdogs on the road. The over-under is 38. What's more likely here? This game goes over the number of 38.5 points, or the Colts can keep within a touchdown.
1: Um, I'm going to go with the Colts to keep within a touchdown because I think the Giants have been another one of those teams this year that kind of plays a lot of close games, you know, a lot of one-score contest. I'm not going to pick them to stay within one, but I think that's more likely uh, just because New York's played pretty much all year. They played, they played really close down-to-the-wire contest, so I don't think that would be a stunning outcome if it happened again on Sunday.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you in terms of what what's more likely. Because I don't see this Giants offense lighting, even with we talk about the defense. I don't see this Giants offense what what's of lighting it up on Sunday. And we know the Colts can't score, so it's they they won't do much on their end to uh, to contribute to that number for sure. So I'm with you. I think the, the under is in play, and the under is, is very likely uh, on Sunday for sure. Sorry, right, So what is the game prediction, George? What are we gonna What are we thinking about? What are we forecasting for uh, the road finale?
1: Some numbers that, that I can't get out of my head right now. The last two times that, that they played without Matt Ryan and without Jonathan Taylor, they're 0 for 24 combined on third down in those games. They've had no touchdowns scored in those games and just six total points scored in those games. And uh, We've been talking about not seeing a lot of reason for things to turn around. I don't see a whole lot of reason for that to turn around. Um, I know the Giants haven't been maybe the most dominant defensive team uh, this year, but I, I don't think it's going to take a whole lot. The Chargers weren't either. You know, Chargers had a lot of, of issues coming in, especially uh, against the run, and the Colts weren't able to take advantage of it. I'm looking at something, I'm going to say 17-3 to on Sunday in, in favor of the Giants. I think it's going to be a game very much like the one we just saw, uh, where it's just sort of the Giants almost sleepwalking their way to a win while the Colts just sort of play out the string.
0: I would say 19-10. I think you're right in terms. Like, I think this is the game where they just they'll just find a way to get one touchdown. Like, this is this is what we've come to here. Like, ten. Honestly, when you're going through the score, I'm like, do I really want to say ten? Like, am I being too generous here by saying ten points? Ten points. That's what we're talking about. If I'm being too benevolent to the Colts offense, but it's like holy cow. I mean, I don't think this Giants offense is gonna. You know, you know the Colts are gonna turn over twice. Definitely one time on their own end. I just don't see this Giants offense converting those short fields into touchdowns. I think the defense will still do a good enough job to hold enough field goals. I think a lot of field goals for the Giants. I'll say 19-10, Nick Foles gets one in the end zone. He gets his first career Colts touchdown. Let's say, uh, you know, let's give Paris Campbell bone here. You mentioned before, I think it's a good one. Contract year. he'll be playing hard. Three, little 11-yard touchdown, Paris Campbell, there you go, but lose 19-10 and go to 4-11-01. Everyone's happy.
1: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, the, the final buzzer sounds, and, and everyone's fairly healthy. Uh, that's probably even even Jeff Saturday said when we were talking to him about outside of you know winning these last two games, what do you want to see? And he said just a complete game. You know that that's that's how far this team's gone. You're going 15 games into the season, you haven't put four good quarters together. So I think even if you don't win the game, but you feel like you played four good quarters, that'd be a step forward for this franchise.
0: I'm just trying to like, would you consider the, I would probably consider the Raiders game a complete game. So outside of that, like, I only think they've had one complete game all year.
1: It's crazy. Not, uh, <laughs> you can't. He's asking even for the that city, there happened. were some, some, some laws in there and, yeah. you know, um, you can't say the Jacksonville win because the defense, that was probably their worst performance uh, all season. Although it looks better now the way Trevor Lawrence is playing than it, than it did on that day. Um, but yeah, you know, it, 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 something as simple as that play, four good quarters for the second time this year. Uh, that, that's what it's come to. Just
0: so, this is the last five minutes. It's like, I don't know. Again, it's just like reality sets in. Are, we're sitting here talking about 10 points is too much and being too nice for this offense. And it's like, Hey, can you just play a complete game? Can you play a full four quarters of decent football? It's like, we're, we're asking too much here, but at the same time, it's like, Oh, that just should be like the benchmark each other week. That just shows you how far off the rails this team has gone this year for sure. So that'll do it for this edition of the Blue Horseshoe Podcast. really do appreciate all of you who do tune in. Have a great New Year's. Have a happy one. Have a healthy one. Hopefully your New Year's resolutions come true. Fingers crossed, George, the New Year's resolutions we gave for the Colts do come true here. And 2023 is a lot brighter than 2022. So to continue a a corny dad joke, we'll say this. Enjoy the game on Sunday. And we'll talk to you next year right here on the Blue Horseshoe Podcast.